everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Football Asides. I'm your host, Glow. And today I am joined by two guests. I'm joined by Anid, Anid Lawi, and Taylor Jones. Uh, Anid, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Glow? Uh, you know, faring a little bit. Uh, what have you been up to during this pandemic? I think uh, very similar to basically everyone else. Just trying to stay indoors, keep everyone safe. And yeah, I mean, just content, the hunt for content to fill the, fill the time. That's, that's really the struggle. Any particular content that's been filling the time? Well, I just actually spent an hour instead of working, watching a really great like lecture from MIT on the latest infusion technology. And okay, things no. are looking promising, guys. Wow. No, things are looking dead ass promising. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, this, this is another combo, but this was seriously interesting shit that I want to discuss. But anyway, that's how I've been feeling some of my content time. <laughs> all right, Taylor, <laughs> what have you been doing? More MIT lectures for you as well? I guess just rolling my eyes at a nib. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I've been playing a lot of RuneScape. Oh, yeah, that's been a big one. Been working a lot. More many... than I did before all of this, actually. <laughs> That's, That's the real from scam. Home. <laughs> yeah, huge dub for the company, huge L for the workers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've finally watched the two episodes of the Jordan documentary. Cause again, oh, nice. So good, absolutely. Like, yeah. Greatly entertained. Also, this is like a part of basketball I know nothing about, really, other than names. So I've been getting all the details and going down fun internet rabbit holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like an era of sports altogether that like is going to have its own book in history. Yeah, definitely. I am fascinated by Scotty Pippen. I'm like excited to learn more about his life. So dogged. He got so dogged. So just, <laughs> I like went so on dog. this whole like financial literacy spiel when i was watching it with my housemates so i'm really pumped to like get more into him nice yeah i can't wait for the new episodes it's gonna be it's gonna be a good couple of weeks all right but back to what we're actually talking about the sport we would like to talk about today so today we'll be doing a segment i would like to name uh hot takes and the way the segment works is you will be pitching us a football related hot take and defending it and trying to sell it to us and at the end we will decide which one of our hot take or hot takes we would like to implement in football with if we had all the means and no barriers and no fifa basically if the world was perfect <laughs> no fifa being the key here <laughs> so yeah if the world was perfect what football hot take would you like to implement uh taylor would you like to start us off Okay, I have two. I don't know if I should go with my, like, I feel like one is more adoptable and the other is more controversial. Which one should I start with? I think you should start with the more controversial one. The more controversial one? Okay. So I like it. I like it. I think that top four teams or just teams that qualify for the champions or Europa League should not be allowed to play in, like, whatever their equivalent of the FA Cup or the League Cup is. Okay. Uh, why is that? So, I think it solves, I think it solves a couple of problems. 
first of all, I think it's boring to see. I mean, I, I watch the Premier League mostly. It's kind of disheartening to like watch a cup game when it's like, no offense, like, but like Man City Watford because you know, or like you knew kind of what the outcome would be in that situation, mm-hmm. and it's not as exciting. Like I would be more wait, likely, wait, to, so I would be more likely to tune into like a Watford Burnley. So the cup we're talking about is not the one like, where it's like everyone in in like the country where it's like the, even the like the little teams. It's just like the League Cup where it's like literally you're playing the same exact teams that you would otherwise would have, which is I'm talking like difference between Carabao Cup and like the FA Cup. Yeah. Like, which one would you want to eliminate? If I had to eliminate one completely? If, if you're in the Champions League, like, which one are you not allowed to participate in? I think in? Both? both. You're not allowed to cha- oh. participate in Jeez. either. Jeez. No. So you get the Champions small League. Teams or you... that they Wait, play what about teams in the clubs? Europa League? Those are huge games I think for those also clubs. the Europa League. And here's, here's one reason. One, I think it helps with, like, fixture congestion and, like players being run into the ground because like what when they talk about fixture congestion yes it is tough for premier league sides and other international players but it really is like the select elite tier of those leagues that are facing these concerns and not people that are not going on international duty and and so i think one it resolves some of those issues. Two, mm-hmm. it makes the those that's the one arguing that makes sense. Yeah, that like, obviously I, reduce the load on like these players are playing like seven games in like nine days sometimes. Exactly. Like, what the hell? Two, I think it would be more exciting to watch just because like someone else is gonna win some trophy, a trophy, or that's a fair point as well. That's a fair point as well. Like, like. I hate to keep bringing up bringing up Burnley because I actually I actually really do like Burnley. Like they play the way they want to, and like <laughs> hats off to them. But it would be more exciting to see one of those teams compete for a trophy than like another Man U Arsenal. Like oh great, like another one. But, but those teams since we won the one. Yeah, I was gonna say those teams also use that those cups as like you know like. I don't know what I was like, kind of like, you know, the the last little they bit of hope at the end of the season. Like, oh, at too. least we got this cup, you know, like at least we got some silverware this season. Okay. Yeah, that's th- like, think about what Liverpool did this season with, what was the team that, that beat them or tied them in the first Oh, league? and then they oh, had to go beat, and, uh, they and beat, then go back. Like, and they well, like, they, I think it was, was they playing Everton and they like fielded all children, essentially? It was that I'm one, not quite sure. it was the other. There no, was there was another, another one where later. they had to go to a second leg yeah. because they tied at the last minute and then Liverpool marked them again. But it's, but it's the fact that like <laughs> Liverpool and other teams are treating these as like not real competitions. That's okay. also fair. That's because like usually the, the top four teams do not feel yeah. their best squad. At, and it's like, and the, it's also like I would feel better. Unless the if manager's the... desperate though. If the manager's desperate for silver, which by the way, Tottenham did this okay, this past season. <laughs> Okay, but okay, Look, I have. We're not to... allowed to talk about Tottenham this last season. Though, so. <laughs> we're okay, just I have a couple of questions though. Okay. Okay, one, I feel like when you remove like the biggest, if it's like a competition that's supposed to serve like the league, and then you remove like six of the competitors, I feel like there's an argument that can be made around the integrity of the competition. Of like, well, I mean, it's like, I don't know, like if like the NBA just like removed like the Warriors and like any decent team from like 
competitions, you're like, well, I mean, you won this, but you really didn't test yourself against what we're deciding is the best, what is the best in the league. So because you're losing the, like, single round elimination aspect of, like, the contest, you kind of also lose some authority in within, like, the league's, like, hierarchy is what you're saying? No, because you, uh, I guess I mean... Because, like, it's all going to be... It's going to all be now come down to the league and, like, the matches. Because, like, the tournament, yeah, but, like, the cool thing is like, that you have a competition, round like, elimination. Winning the FA Cup, like, right? If we Burnley won the FA Cup this year, right? They yeah. would It would mean so much more because of all the teams they would have gone through. Yeah, Whereas, yeah. like, if you remove, like, all That's the... Like, six teams from there, there's, like, a giant extra. Mm, so, it's like, I kind of well, see what you're saying. So, okay. here's, like, the competition right, fair that you point. Want. So or like the top, the top of the league, the top yeah. of the pack like loses its shine and its sheen if you take those tournaments away because they're like separate now. Like you can judge two things separately. Yeah. So like my, at that point, like you should like have. I would say and then they're like two different. Like there's like two leagues in, within one. You have like the top six that are like doing their own thing, but then you can't really compare them. Like, there's no chance for the, like, bottom, like, everyone beneath them to, like, ever test their muscle against them. Mm-hmm. I like, mean, they have the league to do that, though. Yeah, but the league is, like, a whole long, yeah, long, it's a year-long affair. It's just one less metric, you know? It's, like, one less tally on the board. It's a small, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, I think it's, it's not a huge setback yeah. against your, your hot take here, but it's, it's a consideration. I think it would. I think it would be more entertaining or more enjoyable. I think. I think so. I, I also I very think, much agree. Here's the most controversial yeah. part of this. I also this think if we just say drop the whole positive fixture congestion aspect, it also opens up the top teams to create like a super league in addition to the Champions League, and like yeah, their main. But like, I feel like the Champions League is already that, kind of a super league. You know? Yeah, I know, but you've you've heard what they've said about. Yeah, but it would be sick if like we got derbies of like yeah the top four from each like t- club and and like on a regular basis like yeah. every weekend. Yeah, you'd but, have, then, like, but like every weekend, I feel like it would get so boring. Like <laughs> I don't what think makes it derbies? Would at all. I really think it would. I just like the. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many matches. Well, think about how good. Like, see. really, at the end of the day, it's like you know, it's good food. You can never have too much. Like at the end of the day, if you could have incredible food every day, you would. It's just a lot of work. <laughs> I don't think those two things. Uh, like kind all right, of. All right. No, like, hear me out here. If you could watch beautiful soccer, just like gorgeous football every day, I don't think you would take. You would like. You would take up the offer, especially. With I live. think it would get quite old. I also think I, that just the variety. What's you a get week? To see Come so on. Many, you get I, to see like the different tactics that are popular. All right, Glow. I just want you to realize you're arguing against less incredible quality soccer here. That's not what I'm arguing against. I'm just saying that we already kind of get that consistently with the Champions League, and but not like, enough. All the. I think there's still a sufficient amount of it. I think there's already way too many games on the football calendar and really wouldn't want to add any more to it. If anything, I want to take away. (laughs) Which is why you get rid of the FA Cup and the League Cup. But those, without the the one team... Okay, wait, here's a big argument, guys. Here's a big big thing I think that we should consider more longevity-wise. Do those cups even, like, have anything that they can go off of, like, in terms of marketing or, like... 
you know, profitability if those clubs don't participate. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like the smaller clubs, like when Man City comes to town, like that, they get so many of the gate receipts. They get so much money from that. And I think once you eliminate the big clubs, like the big showstopper like also goes away, which actually, at least in this particular instance, does have the smaller clubs. Yeah, I think, I, and, and also just like the, the, the cup itself needs to sell advertising money and that's how they come, get like the winnings and that's how they get the teams to actually participate. And yeah, and that's how you distribute like the revenue from like the cup. So and a, Like if you're you, Coca-Cola, you you're not trying to advertise. You have to rebrand these cups pretty significantly in order to like, I think, hold them in the same stature. I think yeah. it, would work in the, it would work the best in the UK because like you if you excluded the top four, like usually there's still some pretty good teams the rest of the way. Yeah, but like, if you did that, that in that France, France. <laughs> <laughs> go out immediately with the same example. Okay, that's you know, fair. France is not going to. I this hot take is based almost exclusively off the Premier League and British system. So, yeah. yeah. I do really, like, I'm a big fan of finding ways to reduce uh, fixture congestion. And I think this is... This is a good, yeah, it's a good hot take in that, in that department. Because that's a huge issue. You're right. Yeah. And then what, we're off to you. I, at least I don't have any other questions in Taylor's hot take. I like the hot take though. It was a good hot take. Thank you. He's been hyping this one up for like the last couple of No, he's been hyping it. I'm just like, guys, I walked on this hot take literally (laughs) all day. So give it to us. Okay. Because I wanted, I wanted something that, you know, like I even felt kind of, you know, like, almost a little hopped up about. Um, but basically, my hot take is international. And I'm talking international soccer, so okay. away from the club world. My my idea, or rather my prerogative, would be to take the FIFA World Cup private and don't let the players get paid by the countries anymore and make it a completely like in-house FIFA event. And the big, the big, big place where this is coming from, Glow, I think, which is where your thoughts, I think, are going to be interesting, is to, like, basically redistribute the wealth of the tournament away from just, like, the highest paying countries and those who can offer out the biggest bonuses. Because, in effect, FIFA is the one that's dealing all the cash in the first place, right? They sell the advertisers, they get the stadium money, they can make even the beer sales out of the stadiums go to FIFA. So they have this giant pile of money. And they obviously use a bunch of it to like run this, the run the tournament, and then obviously a ton of it goes to like paying out the winners when they win. So countries get like I think up to like thirty eight million was the most recent payout, and then obviously they pay out the bonuses to the players. Though there's no mandate that the countries have to do that, which is a big big reason African countries kind of just take the money and dip, don't give anything to the players, and that's a big big lack of participation on behalf of the nationals there. Mm-hmm. And and. On top of that, you let the club, like, obviously, like, the countries are still going to be able to, like, influence their, like, kind of standing in the World Cup more than just financially because they have their own, you know, like, skills development system. Like, they all have their youth development programs. They have their own club teams. Like, that's really what drives, you know, like, player talent at the end of the day, except France, in which case you just poach all your players from Africa. Um, (laughs) Oh, that. Yeah, but like, I mean, like Germany and others, they have like, you know, like very robust programs that would obviously keep them relevant. They don't have to like convince these players who are already making millions of dollars, you know, like in other, through their clubs. So basically privatize the whole thing so that the, the countries no longer have any financial 
like basically ties to the players other than like maybe like the like some national cultural programs that they can institute but the rest is handled through fifa and like that's that's it that's the take okay quick question to make sure i got it right like yeah. your idea your proposal is that instead of like every country's uh fa distributing money to like its players as it sees fit you want like fifa to like get every like little coin that they make from the world cup and then pay players they like directly yeah and like obviously it would work out to be like the the most the most the winners of the final get the most and then it scales down all the way to the qualifiers but in the in, in effect yes it's like no longer is france going to be like hey we're going to pay you two million dollars a game to go to the world cup and the player's like, cool, I'll do this. And then they sign them all up. It's going to be like, we have 23 slots. The coach obviously <clears throat> gets selected by the country. And then all of the payment just is completely external. Like, the country doesn't really do anything beyond the selection process. Uh, okay, so the, my first question about this is, would FIFA also stop, like, giving... Like, if does it like completely give stop giving money to the FAs and if so a lot of like football associations from my knowledge like depend on that money to like build pitches I mean there's like some asterisks there on like how effectively this is done but like yeah some I was of gonna say how much money are these people getting from FIFA to like build what one pitch yeah but like, I, I feel you there of, okay like, so that would take an L that would take a huge L I think I think that I, I also glow a big problem that I have with distributions to FAs is that, you know, a lot of countries don't have the most reputable FAs and tend to just be giant laundering bags for rich, for rich There's officials. a lot of money washing going on, that's for sure. So I think that I, I like, like that, that. There's been, there's been so multiple bad. instances of, I think, I don't want to get the country wrong. It's, 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 it's one, one, I think it's Cameroon. Okay, I, it's, it's definitely Cameroon, because now I remember clearly. Cameroon's head official of the FA just took all of the wages from the players after they competed and came home. And, like, obviously, now, if you're Cameroonian and you also could be French, you're probably going to go to France where they offer you millions of dollars to play, you know? And taking that away from the system, I think we're just rebalancing things. Yeah. I hear all of your points, and I'm just not confident in FIFA <laughs> <laughs> to execute this more. Effectively. I would say I would. I might I mean, know. Given, I... given like the history of corruption and like this would just open it up so much to I feel like blatant. But it's already there, dude. Like think about yeah. what was the latest scandal? Like how many how many millions of dollars they had to bribe the officials, or they were bribed to like host the tournaments all over the place. I don't know. But I don't. I mean, I don't. I worry with you. about. We're the living country. in dreamland here. Where FIFA's whatever happened not a to Seth Blatter? What's he up to? He's <laughs> <laughs> probably like uh, in charge of something. Sadly, and, I don't know. I see. I I see what you mean, and I would like like. I might. I don't know. I kind of feel like it might be slightly easier to like redeem FAs and all like put in structures that that would help like guarantee player or like maybe just like allocate have a specific way to deal with player payment but then i also i still think like fa is getting money is actually quite helpful yes they do squander it a fair amount but i i'm with taylor that maybe like putting it in the hands of like a giant organization that has 
proved to like you know just not always can be consistently the most like reputable or like just like has an affinity to like skirting the rules or bending the rules a little bit i'm not sure how i felt about like giving them now here you're in charge of like literally paying every single player yeah because i can see i don't know like i'm like now thinking of like how could a giant corporation or well they say they're not a corporation, but like a giant organization influence, like even like things like player selection. Yeah. And... I mean, like effectively, I'm imagining this work very similar. It's like a temporary NBA collective bargaining agreement, right? Where like, hopefully in an ideal world, the players who participated in either maybe the qualifiers or some, some tournament, like get a say in like approving this actual contract. Yeah, I understand that that is a literal is like dream. Maybe a hundred dudes. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I feel mean, like, but, but like think about to... it, the, 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 how many, what is it? 22 players times how many teams? It's not that many players. Yeah. But then, but then it has to be, I feel like, well, with the collective agreement happen only amongst those who have qualified or, is or it maybe like- it happens amongst the countries that are part of the FIFA. Like, I don't know how it happens, but like, just take the money away from the countries, you know, and give it give it to the players in a way, but has to be redistributed through FIFA, obviously. I mean, it would like be helpful to have like, for instance, US women's paid significantly yes. more. Yes. Okay, Glow. So this is another thing. Another big point that I wanted to bring up is like, this would kind of allow for more public um like kind of i mean a public discussion or a public at least a more open view of the like wouldn't that be the opposite though of the laws that actually compensate the players because then like you can like unless instead of each country being like oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do that like even now was determining salaries like but but i'm saying like from the soccer from the soccer world's perspective the world cup is a singular event hosted by fifa right so it doesn't make sense for like all of the regulatory requirements to either be completely non-existent as it is for salaries for wages or like gender equality payments or otherwise and it just makes it a free-for-all so at least if you centralize it a little bit right you can start maybe improving some of these like far-flung practices that most countries are kind of you know not adopting this is very strange because normally I'm very pro centralization. I know and you are not. <laughs> okay, I'm very pro centralization in the sports world. Come on, that gave us the NFL, the NBA. We got Barclays Premier League. These are the best entertainment like companies in the world. Like FIFA's doing a terrible, or not doing. I don't know. They're doing a terrible job of living up to like <laughs> okay. how these kind of I mean conglomerates are run now. I think, and if they step up and maybe take this step, it could lead to like. A better World Cup. I think I, I certainly make it I think there's something for sure. I, I agree. I think there's something... Well, I don't completely agree with everything you've said, but I think there's something to be said <laughs> about <laughs> a having, like, a good collective, like, or, like, a good transparent way in which, like, money is being distributed to players. But I still maintain that, like, the proceeds of the World Cup should... Like, some of the proceeds, whatever percentage is appropriate, should go to the countries. Or like and generally all FAs because I think when some there's some bad actors but there's also some countries that do really like build 
again i keep going back to like building pitches but like that pitch in some country does is like what a child's first experience mm-hmm. of the sport is and that even if they don't grow up to be big but like having access to like the outside yeah. world and just being able to enjoy the sport is like worthwhile we can always have another soccer fan yeah and i could i yeah i think it can be a bit maybe like not even centralized maybe like a bit more segmented but like in a definitive way yeah what i'm hearing is like we want more of a regulatory approach here i think we do the opposite go for a decentralized unregulated approach and just pay the players in bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) all right cool (laughs) as a financial advisor i would endorse that strategy (laughs) all right so we're paying players in bitcoin and yeah, that's all I have to FIFA, say about this. Particular and it's time for Glow's hot take. <laughs> yeah, just, I like. I mean, I don't really have anything to add to. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll be cool with play, paying players in Bitcoin <laughs> or any other form of crypto. Um, okay, so this is my hot take. Let's hear. It. I think my first hot take is I think we should have transfer windows for coaches. Ooh. Okay. All right. So yeah. here's this is okay. It's the tra- intriguing. The way I'm imagining it is like think of like the transfer window would be like like sh- shorter than the regular window for players, so like maybe like two weeks or so, and it would mm-hmm. be about like a month before the player window. So like you wouldn't have like a new coach coming in at the same time as players. All right. And and so, just to be clear, okay, right wait. now it's basically a free for all, right? There's just no rules. Do whatever. Whenever. Yeah, fire, you can like fire. move coaches literally as soon as you can get a new coach anytime you want, as long as you can pay like, out their contract or they're available, etc. And you can fire them anytime as well. Sweet. So, so if you're following the law, there's no soccer rules preventing you from hiring and firing coaches. Yeah, you can just dip whenever. Cool. I have a question uh, on how this functions. Does it mean you like literally are not allowed to sign anybody or you're only allowed to like transition regimes during specific windows? Um, what do you mean? Like okay, so could so- I so could I like so could my coach's contract end in six months? Am I allowed to sign somebody now and then in six months he takes over? Or do I have to wait for the six months to be over? I mean, you can, like, chat with them, but they just can't be an official member of your coaching staff. They can't take on any of their duties until, like, the same way, like, a player contract works, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if it ends on, like, June... Yeah, if it ends on, like, June 30th, yes, you can, like, be in talks or, like, you can talk to, like, the the coach and you have like an agreement I mean, you can hire out. any free agent right yeah like, but like they it's just can't it's an start... extra coach on your team and yeah. they can't take yeah yeah they can't start until like the end like at the beginning of like each window etc okay 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 like this is why i, like I think this, this yeah, is a good I, want the, I want the background like what, what is it what are you trying to go for here okay so this is i have like a couple of reasons why i think this could actually be interesting i think one of my problems is like i think we fire coaches way far too quickly i think like if you give them if they're two the same like they're two player window transfer windows you get two player coach two coach transfer windows i think you give them half a season like on each end to actually implement their plan because i do think it takes a little bit of a while for a coach to like not every coach will hit the ground moving but then you get like you give them time to implement their strategy and mm-hmm. their vision so and you're saying coaches should get like a full year guarantee not or... quite 
at least half you can a still, season. Yeah, you could fire him between, or you could do a regime switch at like the January transfer window, right? Exactly. Like at least okay. they get at least half a season, ish. Okay. Vaguely, so you at least get half a season to work with the players. And the reason why I don't think that's particularly harmful is that if you realize half in the middle of the season that this is really not working, you can get a new coach, and then you still have half a season to like pull yourself up. So you still have like a significant uh, amount of time. I don't know, but what what let's say you like realize it a couple weeks into the first half of the season. Well and it's just not gonna improve. Like January is a long way out at that point. Well, this is why you should do Gotta better live recruiting. With the decisions that you made. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why you should do better recruiting. I think it would really actually encourage smarter recruiting as opposed to getting like any big name that pops up like what i was thinking and like i'm a menu fan so like i was thinking in terms of Mourinho. like if Mm -hmm. we knew we were like we couldn't fire him at any given time i think we would have done like smarter recruiting i think it becomes a part of like the strategy especially Mm -hmm. knowing how much influence this coach like will have over your entire squad and the how you perform and in turn how much money you get i think it would make like owners or like the footballing staff and the technical and the football directors actually think about like what coach will fit with their team with their vision i think Mm -hmm. it it could encourage like more long-term planning yeah i think you definitely need some like there'd be a lot more like philosophical alignment between coaches and administration at the clubs just because i feel like now so many coaches get fired because of personality clashes on a whim like conti and like all the other like you know more contentious one that's like i feel like it's not soccer related sometimes yeah and then i think when when it is like soccer related i think i like this idea a lot i think like you you at the end of the day like the the coaches really have to have some sort of accountability in a soccer system rather than just like a business system and like yeah you like i think you you basically like have to make sure that like the business compatibility happens ahead of time because you're committing to someone for a longer time but that way you commit or you allow the coach to basically coach you know he doesn't have to worry about okay, do I have to manage the personal relationship with my GM for the remaining, like, for the next day because I might get fired? Instead, yeah. he can focus on soccer for yeah. six months. And then, you know, and like, you know, if he did well, like, he doesn't have yeah, to, like, exactly. actually like, do talk the talk anymore, walk the walk. It's just, like, his soccer speaks for himself. And then I think there's, like, But what if it's the exact reason? opposite? What if it just continues to be a train wreck? But then you I get mean, the six-month like, window, you fire the dude, and boom. Exactly. Like, like, I mean, like, you feel like it happens with but players. After like, half a season, like, your whole season could be... Well, you, I think you need to... Do, I mean, like, this coach has, like, supporting stuff, etc., etc. Okay, maybe... Okay, here's... I want to say one good... Uh, one other good reason, and I want to address your point, Taylor. I think one other good reason of having this system is that it would actually encourage, like, a diversity in coaches. Because I think we have, like a pool of like 30 like really renowned top coaches that just like circulate the like main football circuit and like they just like go from place to place from place to place but like if you have this 
like not any coach can move at any given amount of time for the right amount of money. I think people will actually start giving other like up and coming coaches like more chances. And then if those coaches get like half a season or a full season to like implement their football, we might see like a higher diversity in coaching. I feel like, I feel like the opposite trend is what we're seeing right now is it's not like the same old managers are being brought in with the exception of like, Mourinho and Ancelotti this year. I feel like the trend has definitely been going I mean, towards more like unproven, modern, like free flowing, attacking football style coaches. Like okay, the, when was the last like, time? Who's the Dortmund coach? Julian Nagelsmann. Julian Nagelsmann. Uh, no, Nagelsmann is not Do- Dortmund. Uh, Dortmund is. Oh yeah, he's uh, the Leipzig. Yeah, but then like that's. But like, I feel like I, that's the mode of coach that that people want to see, like Pochettino. But two we or could three see more ago. of those. Yeah, you could see more of those. Instead of, like, uh, Julian Nagelsmann, like, every five years, you could get, like, a new exciting entry, possibly, like, every season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, to your point, Taylor, maybe if, like, you, like, completely miscalculated your, like, vetting strategy and you, like, just things go to hell, I think you might be, I feel like there might be like an addendum of like, you can promote within. Like, so somebody like from your academy Mm. system that's associated with you. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I like this idea. I like this idea a lot. I don't know. I like the drama of it. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) just like, you're fired. (laughs) I like the memes that could accompany this. (laughs) I I feel like we get super speculative about like how players are going to turn out and I would like because you know they're going to be there at least till the next transfer window. And mm. I would like to see the same about, like, coaches, etc. I think that's thing? fair. Uh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of just, like, the drama of it all. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm an advocate of anything that, like, makes the job more about the job. You know, like, if, if you're making a rule where, like, coaches can now coach instead of do other things... That's good. And I think, like, the contract definitely allows you to not worry about, like, the more non-soccer things. And then you can just do soccer for six months. And I think mm-hmm. we'd, we'd see a lot of quality improvement in, like, just, like, coaching focus um, when they don't have to worry about, like, the GM or the media or whatever. They can just focus on their jobs. I feel like... I don't know, I feel like this presumes a certain type of managing or a certain type of ownership. But, I mean, I'm just talking on average, it happens, right? And if you can eliminate it, that'd be cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll alright, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our voting and more football chat. Welcome back, everybody. This is the part where we vote for the best hot take and decide which one is moving into the into full production in the football world. Uh, Taylor, can you remind us of your take? My take is top four or Champions League and Europa League teams should not play in their FA Cup or League Cup equivalents. Anit, what is your take? So I had the hot take of redistributing the FIFA World Cup tournament money through the FIFA organization instead of the individual FAs and compensating the players individually rather than through their nations. Right. 
And lastly, my hot take was to implement uh, transfer windows for coaches as well. All right, so this is how this works. Before we move on, we move one of our hot takes into basically fee follow immediately. We're going to vote on it, and you can't vote for your own. <laughs> so you have to vote for one other hot take that you would like to see moved into the FIFA Hall of Fame. Nice. Can do we do so? Should, do we want to go like give a little reason why we like the hot take more? Cause... Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Definitely. Yeah. Why don't you start us off? All right. So I like Glow's hot take because I think that the. Um, the aspect where coaches really get to be disassociated from, I think, the more non-soccer parts of the job that can kind of influence the course of their seasons. And I mean, a lot of coaches just get fired straight up over it. And it'd be cool to like see what, what would happen to coaching as like a concept and like what kind of evolutions would happen if like they didn't have to worry about that anymore. It'd be interesting. All right. My vote, uh, my vote is for Taylor's hot take, which I think has like the potential. I really like the argument of reducing the fixture congestion, which in turns mean, which in turn means like better player health if they're not like playing a gazillion hours throughout the course of the season. So I like that benefit enough to pass it through. Where are you at, Tay? My vote is for Nids. So that it's a tie. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> no. In all in all seriousness, I vote for Glow's plan. Because all right, Glow's plan is moving on, kids. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Coming to a FIFA low book next to you. All coaches will have player windows. That'd be pretty Guys, cool. this was some really hot takes. Like I think really good and well thought out. Transfer windows. Yeah, that was fun. It's the natural extension. What is? You should only be able to buy and sell a club. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys, I was like really impressed by everybody's hot take and actually well thought out. So thanks. Yeah, I'm really pleased. Thanks for inviting us on, Glow. Yeah. All right. This has been fun. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Thanks for joining me today. This was an absolutely lovely time. And yeah, um, anything else anyone wanted to mention before we sign off? No, I just, I did. Once you get these meeting notes put together. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having, on, having us on, Glow. It was a ton of fun. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys, I'm sure, in uh, future episodes. So thanks, Sounds everyone, good. for Stay tuning safe, in bro. today. Stay safe. Uh, get in touch. We're at asides.football at gmail.com. We're on the Instagrams, the Twitters at Football Asides. And tell your friends. And we're on iTunes. And we're literally everywhere you can listen a podcast.